Happy Fat Tuesday, everybody. Today on Locked on A's, we are going over some free agents and trade targets. F-A-T-T, F-A-T, however you guys want to do it. Fat Tuesday, we're going over some free agents, trade targets for the outfield position that the A's should consider and see what the A's could do to address some outfield holes this winter. Let's get into it. You are Locked on A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 369 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, it is Fat Tuesday, and we are going over the outfield and free agent targets for the A's to consider this winter. Before I get into anything, though, today's episode is being brought to you by Rock Auto. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Also, thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. One of those platforms you may be enjoying us on is YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. Make sure to go hit subscribe on our YouTube channel, uh, I enjoy the interaction that comes with it. And a little thing for the podcast listeners that people that have seen us on YouTube before already know, after the ad breaks, I do a little talking to the camera. I ask questions. It it increases engagement down in the comments. If you guys want to find out what I've been saying about you, go subscribe to the YouTube page and uh, go watch those videos too. They're a lot of fun. It's very similar, but they're slightly longer. There's a little bit more bantering with me right into the right into the uh camera that's the one camera anyways uh thank you guys so much for listening today and also make sure to follow us on social media at locked on a's on twitter and instagram i'm at by jason b on twitter and in the spotify green room app if you guys have any questions for us please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com so i want to start today's episode by breaking down the a's outfield situation to show why they should be in the market to go after an outfielder either on the free agent market or the trade market this winter. So that's what we're doing here in the first segment is just breaking down who the A's are leaving. You probably know the names. It's Mark Canna. It's Starling Marte. Everybody's favorite Starling. That's Starling Marte. And because they are going to be free agents as soon as the World Series is over and we haven't gotten there yet. But in, in the next couple of weeks, they will officially no longer be Oakland A's. And they're probably going to be too expensive for the A's to pursue in free agency. So that leaves at least one hole for the A's to fill. They'll be getting Ramon Laureano back in May of now, well, end of April of next year. So they've got one guy coming back. So depending on how you're looking at the A's roster, they have one or two holes to fill. So that is uh, that is where we are right now. Uh, Ramon Laureano is going to be serving his... It could be it could be two outfielders because Ramon Laureano is going to be serving the remainder of his suspension for 
the, the one that he got this season, he's going to be serving the rest of it next season as well for the basically the first month of the 2022 season. So you're going to have to fill those shoes for at least a little bit of the season as well. So without Ramon, Mark Canna, and Starling Marte, that basically leaves Seth Brown and Steven Piscotty as the guys that you're pretty sure are going to be manning the outfield for the A's on opening day. From there, I, I don't know who else you got. So are you going to go with a triple-A guy? Are you going to go with... Uh, another everyday outfielder that you're bringing in, and then you, you have uh, Brown and Piscotty kind of platoon. What what are you thinking here? So it's going to be interesting to see how the A's attack that. One option that they do have is, of course, Sky Bolt, who has seen some playing time with the A's over the, over the years. But to put it nicely, and I'm trying to be nice because I don't know Sky Bolt personally. He seems good. He's fast. He's a good defender, but to put it nicely, the A's could probably use an upgrade over Skybolt. Um, if they hope to compete, that, that is another big thing. If they hope to compete next season in 60 plate appearances, he hit 088 in 2021 and had an on base of 103. Again, he plays good defense and he's fast, but his bat just has not been there. I have some stats of his coming up. In the third segment, you're going to want to hear those for sure. Uh, but whether or not the A's will be trying to compete is another question. Are they going to be selling some guys off? Are they going to be hitting that reset button? If so, it doesn't really matter what they do in the outfield. They've, they've got prospects. Some prospects that they have to consider. I'm going to go over here in just a second. But uh, before I get into the trade targets, let's look at some of the internal options. And one of those is Chad Pender. You know Chad Pender. He's got a nice arm. He plays a pretty decent defense. According to outs above average, he was actually not great, but by the eye test, he looked pretty solid, I thought. Um, but like Brown and Piscotty, he's more of a, he, he's not really a center field option. So can he fill in for Ramon Laureano in center field? Probably not. Maybe you move Brown to center and then you have Piscotty and uh, Chad Pender flanking him on either side and you go with that. Is that the best option? For a month, maybe it is. Maybe that's the most offensive production you can get out of three guys that are playing the outfield. Maybe that's what they roll with. But could you use an upgrade? Probably. Uh, the second option here would be the 40-man roster. And that is Louis... Or you got the guys on the 40-man roster have a leg up in this competition so far. So first guy talking about Luis Barrera, and he can play center field. Barrera is a lefty swinger. That sounded weird. He swings from the left side of the plate. He's a left-handed bat. That's what I'm saying. He's a lefty swinger. <laughs> and he has a good eye at the plate when he's swinging from the left side, walking 10% of the time and striking out just 17% of the time in his first taste of AAA this season. He doesn't have a ton of power, but he he hit four home runs in Vegas. That That's not a lot. He doesn't have a ton of power. He doesn't have much power to speak of whatsoever. He hit four home runs in Las Vegas and Las Vegas and all of the AAA West band boxes. He should have probably had a few more, but whatever. It's fine. But he did have a, uh, he did hit 276 with a 348 on base. So those are good skills that should translate better to the major leagues than how many home runs you're hitting in band boxes. So that's good. He could also, uh, he could be an interesting lower third of the order kind of guy, like a, maybe like hitting eighth. I'd, I'd try him out at eighth for the first couple of weeks of the season. 
See what happens. I don't know. He was up uh, a little bit in 2021. Didn't get a lot of plate appearances. I think he had like eight. So he didn't get a lot of run when he was in the majors, but he has some experience. So I would I would say that he's probably at the top of the list of these internal options that are not already on the major league roster. That all said, he did have an 88 WRC plus with Vegas, and that is 12% below league average. So he hit 276, had a 348 on base, but he was 12% below league average. So those are nice stats on the surface. Again, banned boxes didn't lead to home runs, but it did lead to him being below league average. So Another option for the A's to consider would be Cody Thomas, whom the A's acquired in the deal that brought Adam Kalarik to the A's for a couple of weeks, and then he spent the rest of the season in AAA Vegas. Um, and it also, that's the one that uh, Sheldon Noisy got shipped out to Los Angeles, and, and he didn't do a lot for the Dodgers either. So, so far, it's fine. It's a wash. But he could be an interesting guy to keep an eye on after a very solid season with Vegas. He had a 143 WRC plus, which is 43% above league average. He hit 18 home runs, not a bad total. He hit 289 and had an on base of 363. He'll almost certainly be put on the 40 man roster ahead of the full rule five draft at the beginning of December. So roughly in about a month's time, you should be seeing him on the 40 man roster once all of the ace free agents become officially free agents. You'll start seeing some movement with the ace 40-man roster. And I fully expect Cody Thomas to be one of those guys that is considered right there. Because uh, he had a pretty good season. And the ace could use some outfielders. I could definitely see him taking one of those outfield positions. At least in the interim. To protect him from the Rule 5 draft so that another team cannot select him. Uh, the most recent example of this is Kai Tom. Who the ace took in the Rule 5 draft. Uh, that... That's how they got him, was the Rule 5 draft. It was, a, ah, that guy's out of, you know, playing time in the minors. We'll take him. That's how that works. They, they also got Mark Canna from the Rule 5 draft. They also got uh, Danny Jimenez, who did not make it to the opening day roster for the A's. Uh, he was also a Rule 5 draftee. So uh, the A's like to go in the, into the Rule 5 draft, and so do other teams. But I think that they will be protecting Cody Thomas. That's for another, that's for another pod. Uh, another option or another couple of options for the A's are uh, Mickey McDonald and Buddy Reed, who are AAA outfielders. So they they have at least played in AAA. So they, the next logical step would be the majors. Uh, and they'll be uh, eligible for the Rule 5 draft as well and could potentially slot into the A's outfield to begin the 2022 season. But I feel like more long shots for the opening day roster. They could make it to the 40-man roster, but opening day roster or getting a legitimate shot in the majors to begin the season, probably not quite in the cards for either of those guys. So that is where the A's stand as we enter the offseason. Uh, coming up, I'm going to talk about some outfielders that the A's can go out and get. So stay locked in. We're locked on A's and I will be right back. This episode is being brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts store to stock all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when you're using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 or 50 or 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? That doesn't compute to me. I like saving money, and that's why 
I go to rockauto.com. They're also a family business, which I love, and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers online for 20 years. So all you got to do to take advantage of some of these great discounts that they offer is go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How do you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe on our new YouTube channel. Follow the podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. Uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen. Again, we are free and available on all podcast platforms, but Let's get back into Fat Tuesday, and let's go after our first target of the day. And it's tricky. I'm going to say it's tricky to rock a rhyme that makes this make sense. Anyways, finding outfielders for the A's is tricky because they need a short-term out, uh, center fielder. They need somebody to play center field. They could move Seth Brown over to center field from left or right, whichever one they want him to play at the time, but... Is he the center? Is he good enough to be playing center field on a day-to-day basis? Maybe. He, he is a pretty decent defender. I liked him out there. Maybe that's how they roll. Then they can go with whatever position that they want. Maybe they want to go after a lefty because they can get more power or more offensive uh, ability out of a left fielder or a right fielder. Or maybe they want another arm. And Basically, how much of a leash are they going to have once Ramon gets back? They need something to fill in for Ramon and then question mark once Ramon gets back. I don't know the answer to that question, so I'm going to try and answer it the best that I can. So let's get into it. I guess the free agent class isn't great. You got Jackie Bradley Jr. You got Kevin Pillar, and both players are fine, I guess. Do I want to see the A's pay four or five million dollars or more? No. Is Jackie Bradley Jr. going to opt out? Probably not. Then you got guys like Gerard Dyson, Juan Lagares, Billy Hamilton, and Delano DeShields. They're all fine. They'd be good for like a month span, but are you expecting much out of them on the offensive end? No, they'd be defensive guys and they'd be like basically sky bolts, but maybe worse <laughs> with less upside. Let not say worse, less upside than sky bolt. So why not just stick with sky bolt? Um, so that's the free agent market right now. The free agent market for the following year there's some good guys, but they're all on contenders. They're all going to be paid a lot of money. So uh, Justin Upton, he'd be a free agent. You want to go pay him $28 million and just take that money off the Angels' hands? Not necessarily. There's not a lot of great options here. So I'm doing my best to find an outfielder for the A's to consider. And of the quarter outfielders, if you wanted to put Seth Brown in at center or you could use Sky Bolt at center and then Platoon, Piscotti, and Brown. Either one works. If that, whichever way you open up left field, one of the outfielders to consider would be Tommy Pham. Say what you will about Tommy I like Tommy Pham. I don't know why I like Tommy Pham. I like Tommy Pham. And he may have the most to offer the Oakland Athletics. Uh, he has been mostly a left fielder of late, but he's logged over 1,600 innings in center field in his career. Do you still want to play him out there? Not necessarily, but he, you can in a pinch if you need to. And with uh, the right defensive positioning, he might actually be a serviceable center fielder or a left fielder. I don't know 
how they were using him in San Diego or Tampa or, or St. Louis, but I think that the A's might be better at defensive positioning than either of those three teams, so I'd have to look at the numbers, but I, I like to believe that I think that they would be a, he'd be slightly better defensively than he's shown in the last you know year. He was uh, a negative presence according to outs above average. He had a negative five outs above average. Not great. He wasn't great. But could he be slightly better? Especially if he was used on a, maybe they have him DH a little bit more. Maybe they use him in some other roles. I like Tommy Pham. He brings a decent amount with the bat uh, because, I mean, really, he, he hit 229 and he had a 13.9% walk rate, which is top five in baseball, 95th percentile in baseball. And he had a 22.8% strikeout rate and a 340 on base. It's the bat that I want. It, the 229, take it or leave it. He's hit higher than that over his career. Would he rebound to that? I don't know. Maybe not. But I like that 340 on base. I love the strikeout rate. I love the walk rate. He'd be a pretty solid addition to the A's lineup, I think. Um, but having a low batting average and a high on base, that feels very, very Oakland A's. Especially, I mean, obviously, uh, back when Moneyball started. And also, more so recently, uh, Marcana didn't have a really high on, uh, batting average. He always had a pretty decent on base, like a 370 over his career. It was a little bit lower this year, but he was a pretty good on base guy. So um, Tommy Pham also has a little bit of pop. He mashed 15 homers in 2021 and should be at least league average, which is more than I can say for most of the A's other options that I've discussed um, for minor leaguers and current guys in house. Would Chad Pender be league average? Maybe, maybe if he's going on one of those tears that it looked like he was about to go on before he kept getting hurt this uh, this past season, maybe. But I think that Tommy Pham has more of that veteran presence and maybe he'd be a nice guy to bring in. Pham uh, will be entering his age 34 season and after missing roughly half of the shortened 2020 season and a downish 2021 season, his price tag may be a little lower than it typically is for a player of his potential and just his caliber. Uh, I could see him signing somewhere for some, somewhere for something around. <laughs> that's a sentence for you guys. Uh, I, I could see him signing somewhere for roughly six to ten million dollars in a regular market. This winter may not be a regular market with a CBA looming. So even that six to eight or six to ten million dollars that I project for him, the guys can afford six to ten million dollars if they want to. If John Fisher wants to spend just a little bit of money. They're probably going to be cutting costs in some other fa uh, form or fashion. So I could see them having room for a six to ten million dollar time, probably closer to six million dollars. But I could see them having room on the payroll to add him if they wanted to. The real question is, with so much wiggle room to keep the roster together from a financial standpoint, should the A's allocate the money that it would take to sign Fam to? Tommy fam, or should they explore other options? Comment below if you guys are on YouTube. Hit us up on Twitter if you're listening to this on your podcast platform. Uh, it's at Locked On A's on Twitter. But coming up, I have another option to consider, kind of. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I will be right back. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. 
head to our new updated desktop and or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED on to receive your bonus. That is code LOCKED on. One word, LOCKED on. I'm going to start saying it like that. Locked on. And that's the promo code for you guys. Uh, from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And that is because bet online is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to uh, subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, one more time, uh, please subscribe to the YouTube page. Blow it up. But again, we want to get up to a thousand. We're we're in the low hundreds. We want to make it to a thousand. You can help us get there. Subscribe today. But let's get back into Fat Tuesday. It's Fat Wednesday by now, by the time you're listening to this, but Fat Tuesday, here we go. After doing some research, finding an outfield option is going to really depend on how what the A's are hoping to accomplish in 2022. They could go for contention. They could go the contender route and turn to somebody like Tommy Pham or Corey Dickerson. And those would be good options. I wouldn't be mad at those two guys, but... They would both cost a little bit of money, and you'd probably have to trade away some of your other core guys to get somebody like that as well. So, which route, if you're an ace fan, are you leaning towards? Let me know in the comments. Uh, but I, I don't. Basically, do, are they tearing things down? Are they going all in right now? And what what do they want to do with this player? Are they going to be a short-term stopgap for while Ramon Laureano is? is down? Are they going to be an everyday outfielder and you're going to platoon Seth Brown and Steven Biscotti when uh, Ramon Laureano comes back? What is the plan for this outfielder? These are questions that I don't have answers to right now. And I'm I'm pretty sure that the A's front office has a decent idea what they would like to do, but finances will have to play a role in what they actually end up doing. So what are they doing? I don't know. And without that piece of information, I cannot give you a good idea of another player that they can go after. So not as a cop out here, but I am going to give you guys what I think will happen for the A's at the outfield position for the third slash fourth outfield guy. The, the person that they're probably going to give a decent amount of playing time to the first month and then work him into some spots a little bit later going on. So um, that, that's what I'm going to do the rest of this segment here. And it's because I I don't know who they can necessarily go after. The free agent market isn't great either this season or next season. So you can't get somebody on an expiring contract and then maybe trade them later because um, all those guys are either very, very expensive or they're entrenched on contenders. So they're not really available to the Oakland A's. Uh, and maybe a team is going to do a teardown and maybe they can get a good deal on that. But we have not seen any movement because... Uh, Rosters are frozen right now, so the A's cannot make any moves, and neither can any other team. So we're kind of just in this standstill where we don't know 
which direction some teams are going on. Maybe the Reds are going to start selling some guys, and you're like, hey, I would like a Jesse Winker. Do I think? I just picked them out of the blue because they were, they've been an okay team. Maybe they would trade some guys. I would like Jesse Winker. Can the A's afford him? Probably not. But he would be a nice guy for the A's to go after as well. But he's pretty entrenched on a contender. You see the conundrum here. So with that in play, maybe the A's could go the Elvis Andrews uh, route from last offseason and acquire somebody like Justin Upton at $28 million. Just have the Angels pay like $25 million of that. Save the Angels $3 million, get, the, get them a prospect, and then have Justin Upton on the roster for a month, and that's all you really need him for. Do I want that to happen? No. But could they do it with another contender and make that work? Maybe. Is that the best option? No, probably not. It's not really getting me excited about anybody. So the guys on the market are either too costly or too inexperienced. And I think that this offseason, they're going to be doing kind of what they did last offseason, sort of, where they they attack some some inexperienced guys. They, they went after Kai Tom. He didn't work out. They, he got moved over to Pittsburgh. Uh, he was a Rule 5 pick, as you guys know. But... It doesn't necessarily always mean that their AAA stats or their minor league stats are going to translate to the big league level. And plus, the A's have some pretty decent options already on their own farm system. So I think that they're going to be going the youth and inexperience route and hoping to catch some lightning in a bottle. That's what I think is going to happen. And I'm not doing this as a cop-out for picking a second player because I really wanted to find more players and keep this going as a series for the outfield because I thought that it'd be fun. But... Uh, it doesn't look good right now without a direction and knowing where the A's are going. So my guess right now, with so many balls in the air and questions that need to be answered for 2022, is that the front office picks up a couple of low-cost outfield options. Uh, low-cost meaning inexperienced and pre-arb guys, um, or older guys that have not reached arbitration yet. Twenty-nine-year-old uh, you know, outfielders are like, ah, maybe that guy's got it. I don't know. Uh, it could be an older minor leaguer, like a twenty-nine-year-old. Uh, minor leaguer, uh, or a prospect that has lost their shine, maybe a post-hype prospect. Uh, the A's have had su su some success with those in the past, but I don't think that the A's will be spending a ton of money to replace either Starling Marte or Mark Hanna, regardless of whether the A's are in contention or not, because their payroll is stretched kind of thin as it is right now. The good news with this approach is that the cost of these players wouldn't hurt payroll too much because they'd be making, at most, major league minimum, so that's not bad, or barely above it. Maybe they'd be roughly a, a $1 million player, but not a 6 7 or $8 million player. And it would allow the A's to potentially spend some money elsewhere, like the bullpen, because the A's could use some some guys that throw hard and have sliders. That'd be great. Uh, listen to that podcast from last week. Um, but the downside of this approach is going after minor leaguers and hoping for the best is a pretty big risk. Um, among all minor league outfielders last season who had at least 70 plate appearances. That is a very low bar. And you can have some crazy stats in 70 plate appearances. And uh, somebody in the Ace Farm system did. And that was Sky Bolts, who ranked second in WRC Plus among all minor league outfielders with at least 70 plate appearances because he had a 178 WRC Plus. That is 78% above league average. Sky Bolt, he hit 088 in the majors and had a 108 on base. He was amazing in a very limited sample size 
in the minor leagues. He, he had well over the 70, but it was like 150 or two. It wasn't that many, but he had a really, really good showing in the minor leagues. And uh, so you can't really go off of guys' stats in the minor leagues because sometimes they hit 088 when they get to the big leagues. It's weird. He also walked 16.1% of the time, which I love, and he struck out 21.6% of the time. It's a little bit high. Uh, not, not not like high, high, but 16.1 and 21.6. Those are really good. When they're that close, these are things that I look for in minor league stat lines. And Skybolt has just ruined me completely because I know what he did in the majors. Because according to the statute, he'd be somebody that I'd be like, hey, that's a guy that they should go after this this winter and see what he's got. So maybe Skybolt is the answer. That, that might be the cop-out answer. Maybe it is Skybolt because he can't be worse. Maybe he gets better. Maybe he turns into something, and I would like to see that as well. If they, if they got Seth Brown, Skybolt, and Ramon Laureano all rolling at the same time and giving you some production offensively, yes, I love that outfield defensively. That would be a lot of fun for us, I think. Uh, obviously, we've seen Skybolt in the majors, and his bat is not what it was in the minors. And that's why I think that the A's grab a couple of guys in the winter in the hopes that one of them will pan out during spring training and earn a spot in the big leagues with the green and gold. The fallback plan would probably be either Luis Pereira or Cody Thomas, uh, or you could also do a little bit of platoon action with Chad Pinder and or Tony Kemp uh, getting some time in the outfield as well. I think that, that, that they've got some options. Are they all great options? Not necessarily, but they've got some internal options to go with. And then they can go for that home run going after somebody who's inexperienced, you know, like Kai Tom last winter. I think that that's kind of the route that they're, I could see them going this winter. Unless John Fidger's like, hey, let's spend lots of money. Uh, which I don't see happening. So that is how I see things going as of right now. Do you guys agree? Do you disagree? Uh, let me know in the comments below if you guys are on YouTube. If you guys are on Twitter, hit us up at Locked On A's and uh, let me know if I'm an idiot or if I might be onto something. Because uh, I really don't know, but this is how I'm seeing it going as I record right now. Um, anyways, thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. Now go make Sully and Locked On MLB your second listen. Locked On MLB is free and available on all platforms. And anyways, that is it for me today, you guys. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.